1: This is Computer Talk with TAB, hosted by Eric Semmel of TAB Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric.
3: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with TAB. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnon. He's one of the employee owners at TAB. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We're fresh off the... Tab Christmas Party. Oh, yeah. So it was my 34th Christmas party at Tab, I think. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It has changed a lot over the years, but always a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dennis and I were very uh, responsible, so we're bright-eyed <laughs> and bushy-tailed this <laughs> that's morning. That's right. Um, and it was great to have a, a nice Christmas party. I mean, one of those things that's kind of rare these days is, is a company Christmas party. That lets you bring guests. Yeah, that, that even lets you bring guests, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's good to get together. So, always a good time. So, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. 860 9842 is the number. We're still not able to broadcast down the old Facebooks there. Uh, it's not our fault. We're not Odyssey employees. This is a public service. We come in and do this free, happy to do it. But we still don't have that Odyssey moniker as far as uh, being on, in the on the payroll. So, we can't log into the WTIC Facebook page and broadcast the as we had been before, but they're working on it. Hey, we understand security. It's important. We They, well, just, can't, it is. they just can't let it any ding-dong access to their Facebook I page. I know, I know. So whenever that happens again, we'll be online. Also, please, uh, we have a link, and we'll put it up again, to the um, Salvation Army. We know our audience is a dedicated audience out there, and if, if you feel we've helped you in any way, <laughs> we're, not, we're not sure if we have, but if we feel we have, and you want to kind of convert that feeling into some sort of giving um you know the Salvation Army and WTIC have the holiday store and we have a special link it's a it's a link that is purely for our folks where if you go ahead and make post that link and post a donation it'll go to the same holiday store but it'll be through our link and we kind of see how our uh, audience um, s- supports the Salvation Army and feels we've helped them over the years. Um, no pressure but it is the giving yeah. season yeah so as usual and customary, we have some technology news, and Dennis, do you want to start us off? I would
4: love to. What do you got there? Well, it seems they're having trouble at the old alphabet, yeah, aka Google. The chocolate factory, as the, uh, <laughs> register, re- calls the register calls it. it. I, I, I can't get over their monikers for people. I know. And companies, at any rate, <laughs> um, yeah. they're having some trouble with their Drive cloud storage. Oh, are they? They are. Stuff but, happens. In,
3: I thought it's the cloud. You don't have any issues with that. I I know, I know it's hard to believe. Yeah. But things do happen okay. in the cloud. So what's happening with Google's drive? So wait a minute. So I've I've been working on a screenplay, I've got all the information and I have it on there on the Google's cloud. They promise not to read it, by the way. And um it's sitting out there and then it disappears is what
4: yes. I'm hearing. Uh-oh. Some files within a certain um date range uh uh are just gone. Wow.
3: Does They're sound not like, there no more. That does sound like a bad thing.
4: Uh, yeah, it is. And um, the problem's been going on for about a week. Yeah. And initially, Google didn't really kind of admit to it. Of course but, not. But then they finally said, yeah, yeah, we're having some trouble and we're investigating it. Okay. And we still don't know what the problem is. Right, right. It appears to be an issue um, with syncing. Yeah. So if you are the kind of person that just put the files in their cloud and you get two of them on the web, yeah, you're probably not affected by this. By this particular. Place. Right. It has to do with the syncing service that goes up and down to different computers. So if you have it on your local machine and sync it up to the cloud, that's the snag. That's the snag. Yeah. And somehow in that process, <clears throat> the files are going away. Thanks. Um. And it turns out that there is a way to try to retrieve your data. Your data. <coughs> Oops. <laughs> and, uh, at, at any rate, it, yeah. it looks like you know it's a it's a hit and miss prospect, right? And they still aren't explaining it. They still aren't doing anything to recover anybody's files for them. Well, it's free anyways, right? <laughs> <laughs> unless you're well, paying for it. Unless a, you're yeah, I mean you can you can be on a paid plan. You can right. have a lot of important data up there and now you can't get it
3: well if you read the Ooh. eula that it'll they'll tell you yeah that they're not responsible for your data correct they are they're going to tell you that over and over again we're not responsible for your data most likely in the eula they're going to tell you it's okay for them to read your data most likely mm-hmm. they're going to tell you it's okay for them to read your email right um so they can better market you um but they're not responsible for it so what what do you have to do so you know at tab I mean, this is not a commercial or anything like this but basically, this is called software as a service (SaaS), right. and basically, people use Microsoft 365, they use G Suite, and they assume the data is going to be there forever, right? Because it's in the cloud, right? The cloud's it's it's there. Well, it's not, right? So no. in the case of in both cases, especially if you're in a business, folks within your business can either purposely or accidentally delete company data out of the cloud, right? And guess what? There is no recovery. You have a, mm-hmm. s- a small window for recovery, but. The uh, When the window is closed, which is usually a matter of days, the data is gone. Poof. So what you must do is back it up. Yes, you need to pay for another software-as-a-service called a backup to back up <laughs> your software-as-a-service from one cloud to another cloud. Uh-huh. So you pay them and you pay folks like us to protect it from mm-hmm. your people's mistakes or purposeful deletion. And to protect you from the, from the cloud provider. company's right. mistakes. Yeah. Right, because they're not
4: responsible for in your As in data. this case. Yeah. Because this is not an example of people deleting from nope. their drive and then it gets deleted in the cloud. Uh, this is just the the transit between the machines right. deciding to get rid of the file for exactly. some reason. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and it's just a disaster. And yep. we're not, like I said, we're not getting anything out of Google about it, and they're not doing anything to recreate the data. So, nope.
3: well, eventually it'll get fixed, I guess. Maybe we need we need Senator Wyden there. Wyden. Wyden. Yeah. yeah, Ron Wyden, Oregon. You need to get him out on this because he's he's going after Microsoft. He's going after all sorts of folks. So he's He, does. he seems to be a senator that's a little geeky, which is kind of nice. Yep. In other news, so we were off last week, as you knew. Yes, it's my wife's birthday for crying out loud. Give us a break. I got to do some <laughs> – I have to take some Saturdays off. Uh, stop with the hate mail. Uh, just, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. You guys are fine. <laughs> But we had so we were off Saturday, Uh, and what happened here is this: this cloud went down. This is a CTF. Wait, wait, are you telling me a cloud? Another
4: cloud went down. Of
3: course. Oh. So here's what happens. Here's the thing. So some some company goes and this is in the UK. Some company goes to your law firm and says, "Hey, law firm, instead of putting, instead of managing your own servers in your offices, instead of managing your own phone systems in your offices, instead of managing your own email in your offices." otherwise known as on-prem. Uh-huh. They sold them the ability to go to the cloud and rent, guess what, somebody else's servers. And this company is called CTS, and had hundreds and hundreds of law firms as clients that, that said, okay, I'll do this. This is a great idea. I don't know anything about IT, so I'll go ahead and chuck it over to these guys as MSP in, in, um, in the UK, and everything will be hunky-dory. Well, guess what? CTS got ransomed. Oh, no, really? They did. So basically, if you happen to be a law firm on these servers, your servers were no longer usable. So if you needed to do any kind of conveyance, you couldn't do it. If you needed to read email, nah, can't do it. Oh, if you needed to use your cloudy phone system, eh, eh, can't do it. For weeks, this is still going on. So this happened a couple weeks ago now, and it's still impacting law firms um, in the U.K. And there's this... uh, I'm trying to get him on. John Hyde had a, the author of this article from the uh, Law Society Gazette, kind of talks about what cyber, what law firms should be doing to, uh, to vet IT companies. You know, CTS is an IT provider, and and law firms were subject to an attack last week that triggered a crisis in conveyance practices, and basically, CTS says they have a service outage caused by what it calls a cyber incident, and we already we already heard about all that. And they're, they're down, they're not able to actually do any kind of work because they've been ransomed. And they're just, quote unquote, the victims. And th- and this article kind of says, hey, you know, what are you supposed to do as a law firm? You know, you know you're know, you supposed to look at picking the right MSP, right, to do this. Well, criminals are targeting MSPs. The actual UK equivalent of, the, of uh, uh, CISA is actually calling MSPs risky because they're big, juicy targets. Whoa, yeah. And they're not wrong, right? I mean, that's why why TAB calls itself an ASP, an actual service provider. But I digress. Um, So basically, when you become an MSP, you are taking on technologies and you're putting all sorts of people in the same place. And, you know, these guys are saying you need to actually work on your due diligence to figure out who you should go to. Well, I'm sure CTS was fine until it wasn't. Right right just like silicon valley bank was listed by forbes for 5 years in a row as america's best run bank in the world literally days before they were they were being touted with awards of being the best run bank until it re- we all realized they don't understand how to do banking right right so and they're completely gone how do you vet your your msp well the, the issue is this you have to think about would you actually put your law firm in the same building as a nitroglycerin plant maybe well, maybe you wouldn't I would think that that isn't a very good idea, yeah. Right. Um, I mean, maybe that's an extreme, but the point is you don't know who is doing anything until they finally go down and fail. You, the company, are responsible for your success or failure. Right. And kind of throwing your hands up and saying, well, I don't know, I don't know anything about IT, so we just trusted those guys and we paid them a monthly fee, and now you can't operate. Right, and that that's, you know, that's
4: a law firm, you know, really not – being accountable for its own data. Correct.
3: And it's not just law firms. It's any company of, yeah. who puts all their stuff in the cloud. Well, you, you look at ECHN, the whole thing there. They're All their systems are down across the country. They were completely ransomed. I would guess they're using some sort of cloud where everybody decided to put, put everything in the same servers because what could happen? Well, that could happen. Yeah, um, Electa went down. We talk about this all the time. It's a cancer software where the cancer doctors in, in hospitals couldn't do their work because their cloudy Electa software went down. You know what they did to get them right up and running? Oh, they deployed on-prem servers. servers. They ran them out to their their clients and droves to get them back up and running. Did they actually configure a backup for those servers? No, that's a whole other issue. Only because we know clients that they didn't do that for, and we right. had to do. We had to implement it. But that was their solution, on-prem service. So what am I saying? Oh, Eric hates the cloud. I don't hate the cloud, all right? <laughs> I understand how it works. I use YouTube TV. It works great. But if it goes down, my business doesn't suffer. Right. You know, it comes down to your responsibility as far as how you're going to operate your company. And if you sit there and say, oh, sorry, the cloud went down. We can't make phone calls. We can't use our, our actual software to actually produce, have these conveyances occur. We can't um, send email. Well, okay. Close up the shop, thanks to your cloud. Yeah, there are alternatives. What are they? Bring in your own server, have it on prem. Instead right. of being impacted with a hundred of your mates out there and over the across the pond, you're not. It's just you who's impacted, which is a bad yes. day if it's right. just you. But you were you were impacted because of CTS's failure. Yeah. Um. And that, my point is, it can happen to anybody. Right. So keep this in mind when you're thinking about the cloud. Uh, look at Final Sight. They they had five thousand customers go down. Right, all their sites were in the Google Cloud. They were stored in Google. And, right, and Google even talked about rapid rest- restoration of issues. Well, like uh-huh. I guess rapid is all relative when five thousand go down at the same time. <laughs> right. Yeah. So think about this stuff, guys. I mean, you, you you do not have to be beholden to cloud. Number two, the cloud is not necessarily less expensive. It tends to be more expensive. And if you right. don't pay your bill for the cloud, guess what they do? Like your water company. E- e-
0: you turn that's, it right That's off.
3: another way they can shut down your, your business. Yes. So lots of reasons to consider the, the pros and cons of cloud. Um but don't go crying into don't go crying into your uh your Chardonnay when you're when your when your CTS cloud provider goes down, and you can't do any legal business anymore. Mm-hmm. Um because you could have had a simple server in your in your on-prem offices, right you know, near the water cooler or whatever you're using for an uh, for water. You can be Right there, down the hall, locked up, safe. It's your server that you maintain, you control. Right. And uh, just a thought. Just a thought. <laughs> or or somebody like us could say, hey, rent rent a server in the cloud, and we'll, we'll take your money. Right. I mean, that's the, that's the thing that's going on. We'll take your money to put your data in danger. Yeah. And most likely, there'll be a EULA that says we're not responsible for your data. So we're going to be here till uh, eleven o'clock. Feel free to get online eight eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. We have Ron and Nick on the line. Two lines open for you, and we're here live until eleven. We'll be right back
1: from the Carter Mario Injury Lawyer Studios. Visit getcarter dot com. That's getcarter dot com. This is Computer Talk with Tab.
3: All right, a little
4: ho ho ho! I
3: think uh, it is the time of the year, so. Get right to your calls. We have uh, now one line open. We're going to get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. And we're going to go to uh, Ron first. He was on the line the longest. What's cooking, Ron? You there, Ron?
5: Yes. Hello? Hey. All right. I can hear you. What's up? Uh, I just purchased a Windows 11 laptop. All right. I'm going from a Windows 7 to 11, so this is totally new to me. Yeah, I isn't that not- great?
3: How Microsoft does yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs>
5: Yeah. I haven't turned it on or done anything because I've been reading a lot about their, their setup and yeah. it concerned me. I missed part of your beginning about the cloud and whatnot. Mm. And from what I understand, you have to make a Microsoft account and it, be on the cloud.
4: Yeah, in general, you do. Uh, there are workarounds that will let you get away with not um, creating a, well, not logging in with an online account. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I believe we've posted a link to that in the past. We can get
3: it. We can get it to you again. Right. Microsoft wants to make sure you chime in and check in with them before you use your computer. Because
5: I also heard that if you don't, if you do set up a Microsoft account, that if you don't, you lose your internet. You can't get into your computer.
3: I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense that, that it wouldn't allow yeah, you to. Yeah. That. Yeah. How would that even work?
5: there's something out here. You've got to do a password and stuff to do on your Microsoft account, which backs up. So if you can't get into your computer, you get to them and that they get they put the password in for you.
4: Oh, you might be thinking of like a pass keys option instead of using a regular password. password. That could be the case. Okay. That might be. Then they do that. They they have passwordless authentication, mm-hmm. which I am using. Yeah. And it uses an app on your phone or on a tablet, and that's how it authenticates. And then there are backup methods to authenticate, too. It'll, it'll text you on your phone or make a call. Uh, there are So there are ways to, you know, make sure that you can get in if you need to. Even if the Internet's down. And even if the
3: Internet's down, you can get in. Right.
5: So. But if I set up a local account, I don't have to worry about that, Correct.
3: If right, you, if you do the workaround, yes, but so I like
5: to do it like the Windows Seven. I I never did a Microsoft account, and
3: you and didn't right. need one for Windows yeah, Seven. Yeah, you did need one. Yeah. So just so when you do workarounds like this, though, there's always gotchas. There's always yeah. some gotcha, right? So you can try it, and we'll put the link up there for you. But always, just be aware that Microsoft at some point will put some gotcha in there that'll force you to do the online yeah. piece eventually. They they make you conform. Resistance is futile.
5: Yeah, exactly.
3: You must conform. Um, so keep that in mind. Sometimes trying to beat them at that game is not worth it. Uh, for oper- It's hard enough to run an operating the Windows operating system. You don't want to cause any other snags
5: just to get into it. Yeah, because this is a big learning curve for me. <laughs> so. Yeah.
3: I mean, that's the thing, right? They move the furniture all around. Everything looks different. And trying to figure out well, how to use this or how to use that from Windows 7 to Windows 11 was, it is a bit different.
5: I was different. because I looked at the thing, and it uses USB-C. Yeah. Uh which is uh, much different than what I'm used to. I mean I guess I need an adapter for well, my
3: Well you might, yes. For your what? Where do you want to adapt? Uh,
4: uh
5: the, the, the plug itself.
4: Well, what is it what is it that you're connecting to the computer? Oh, oh for a flash. Yeah, you would need an adapter for that. Yeah. yeah.
5: Yes. Um so yeah, so like I said, this is all new. Now there was something about Cortana. What what is that?
4: <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't worry about Cortana. Yeah. Uh okay. a matter of She's fact, gone. I I don't even think Cortana is in Windows 11. Okay. Um at least I don't I don't recall seeing anything. I think there was talk of about them it. removing things and like it, Cortana. it is getting removed from Windows 10. It, she she it was, was part, like, part of a Halo
3: game way back when. <laughs> right. And Microsoft said, hey, Halo was a hit. Let's put Cortana in here as like an assistant of some yeah, it was kind, meant virtual to be, assistant.
4: Yeah, it was meant to be an assistant to help you run the operating system. But they've got ways around that to do those functions in other products. So they're right. getting rid of Cortana it now. It was the new iteration of Clippy. <laughs> right?
3: Was it Clippy? What yeah, was it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you shouldn't have to worry about that. So you got yeah, some, you would, get some mm-hmm. homework, Ron. I would fire her up. Let's get going, man. Let's start Let's start
5: producing some stuff. <laughs> but remember to, to read the Sunday, article so first. That's what I'm do, so.
4: yeah. Remember to read our articles first before you power it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there are things you need to know before you start. If you're going to do that option. Yeah. All well, right, that, Ron?
5: That's exactly what I wanted to know because, uh, like I said, this is all new to me, and I've been reading. Diff- I've been going YouTube videos and stuff. and Yeah. It scares me a little bit.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know it's sad. It shouldn't it shouldn't be scary, but I hear you. So check it out. We got to go to a hard break, but uh, we got right. the link up there for you, sir. And congratulations on your new computer.
5: Yay! Yeah. you. And have a nice holiday. Yeah, you
3: too. All right, we'll be right back. So Nick and Ralph, hang on. This is computer talk. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And uh, we are live here on this lovely Saturday, foggy Saturday morning this morning. And uh, feel free to get online. And uh, we'll do our best to help you out with computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Everything we've talked about so far has been posted over to computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And it will eventually show up. We're not exactly sure when. (laughs) Sometime today. Yeah, it just pops in there eventually. Um, If you want it faster, and this is not some ploy to get you over to go to do Facebooks, but we do have the Computer Talk with Tab Facebook uh, uh, network kind of thing, the listener network. You can join that group and ask ask questions within the group, too. And uh, it's a great group of like 500 folks uh, plus there that are part of that. And the links get posted there for you as well.
4: Yeah. And there's been a little bit of discussion over there just in the group, you know, people asking questions, fielding ideas.
3: It's cool. So uh, check that out. And uh, let's go uh, to your calls. We're going to go to Nick in Enfield next. What's happening, Nick?
0: Hello. Hello. Uh, this has happened. I've had something happen to me a couple times recently. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, so in in different places. Yeah. So uh, what, one was with a cell phone company. I went in to um, uh, apply for a discount. And another was to sign up for a webinar. Okay. I, I start with the uh, online application, name, address, all that. And then it wants uh, an email address. Yeah. A, a window pops up. It wants an email address and then password. And I get paralyzed at that point because I've been listening to your show.
5: Good, and, good.
0: And then I, I stop the process. So with yeah. the cell phone company, the guy was, oh, all right, all right. If you don't want to do that, I can do a workaround. But with the webinar, I never signed up. Um I didn't see a little padlock at the bottom to indicate it was safe. I didn't know what to do, so yeah, I just ended the process.
3: Well, it's a great question. So, I, Nick, I don't think they're actually asking for your email password. They're asking you for you to create one for their service.
4: Yeah, it sounds like you're creating some kind of an account, right? That's going to be anchored to your email address, and then you're going to just supply a password for it,
3: right? So, but it's so, going to be paralyzed there, and here's why. So when you go ahead and and log in and create those accounts, you know, you're going to be you know Nick at whatever, and right. and then you're going to create a password. Now if you're using the same password that you're
1: creating for others,
0: call from mom. Answer it. Call
1: silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
4: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com
3: slash recommend today. Services, then you could be making an error, making a mistake. Mm-hmm. And, my, hey, Carolyn, I can't hear myself anymore. Then where she touched something. Um, so you could be making an error by uh, doing that. Can you hear us, Nick?
0: Yes, I can. Okay,
3: cool. Yeah. Something happened to my headphones. Well, Sounds my really headphones cool. are working. Okay, good. Maybe it's my ears. It's just you. It's just me. <laughs> um, so here's the thing, right? So when you, put, when you use the same password, then the bad guys, if they hack into that crazy, that, that whatever you're doing, the cell phone company, which have been hacked numerous times, right, or the other, other company, and they're like, oh, I see Nick likes to use this password of ice cream. Well... Let's, let's see if I can. Let's see if I can try Nick's password over here. So that's the only thing you got to be careful with. They're not asking you for your email password. Now, if you okay. happen to use your email password, thinking that's what they're asking for, that's even worse, uh-huh. right? Because now the bad guys, if they hack that account, might try that password, and that's like the keys to your kingdom. Your email is mm-hmm. the most important thing. So I think right. that's what's going on there.
0: Okay. All right.
3: So it's it's Thank safe. You. It's safe. Just use do, use different passwords, complicated passwords. Write them down in a little index card.
4: Yeah, if if you want, use either either use a password manager that will generate one for you, or you can go to a website that will generate passwords. There's a whole bunch of them.
3: Yep, or you can use what's called a passphrase. Right. You know, something you could do it in relationship to what you're logging into. So there's some sort of trigger in your mind. Um, However, if you start using patterns, the bad guys will notice this. Oh, Nick likes to say you know, I hate cell phone companies, exclamation point, or whatever it might be as you log mm-hmm. into your cell phone company. So, you know, the bad guys have time to try to figure yeah, you out. Yeah, they have nothing but time. Yeah. So you're good to be to be uh, hesitant, but in this case, I don't think it was anything to worry about. No.
0: Yeah, I've, I've got a file of 3 by 5 cards.
4: Yep. Oh, okay. That's the ultimate password you're manager. Not hackable.
3: Yep. <laughs> All right. Anything
4: okay. else?
0: No, that's it. Thank you. Happy holidays.
3: Yeah, you too. That's, and then that was a good question, too, because yeah. you can get you can get kind of confused. They're, are they asking me for my email password? They want my email address, and then they ask for a password, but they don't tell you what password it yeah, is. Yeah,
4: a while back I was doing something similar, and it was ambiguous. Right. It didn't really tell me exactly
3: what it was doing on the screen. So they, it's normal. Let's go on to uh, Ralph and Vernon. What's happening, Ralph?
7: Hey guys. Um hey. so I uh I work for a large engineering company right now. Um and I'm about to leave them and and become a 1099 uh contractor. All right. Uh and I'm presently using a Dell laptop mm-hmm. which I like. Yep. It's small. Mm-hmm. Um and I run it through a a dock. Yeah. And and I rock two 32 inch monitors.
3: You rock them, huh? I love it.
7: Yeah. On <laughs> right. HDMI. Yep. Um, and I'm looking for a recommendation on a laptop. Yep. That would not be a doorstop in a year. <laughs> uh,
3: now you're you're leaving like, an engineering company, right? So you were were you doing any um any work no, with?
7: No. No. Okay. No, I'm I am not an engineering geek.
3: All right, so I'm no
7: construction. I'm a construction guy. All
3: right, no no Revit, no SolidWorks, none of that kind of stuff.
7: No, okay. no. Well, all right. so I'm wondering. You know, I'm looking at at like Gen four i five. No. driven. No, no.
3: The reason you said no. Gen right when you started with Gen four, we're at Gen thirteen. Yeah. Oh, Gen thirteen is current. So when you start looking at Gen Four, it's probably at some big box store. That would have to be like eight years old. Yeah, like a discount warehouse, and you're not going to. And they're pricing it though as if it's current, um, but it's a little discounted current. You know what I mean? Um, So yeah, yeah, that'll put you in the back. That'll do exactly what you said. It'll put you as a doorstop because lots of the newer uh, operating systems won't work properly with those those generations of processor. Okay. So stay away from that.
7: So what processor should I be looking at? Should I go
3: to an i7 or? See, it's not the i; it's, it's the gen. The it's the gen. 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 gen stands for generation. I see. Okay. All right. All so right. that would be the uh, greatest generation flavor of laptop. Whereas Gen Z, which is the latest generation, would be like a 12th gen or a 13th gen. Yeah. Yeah. You're without you're, the attitude. You're going to be looking for 12th or 13th gen. <laughs> Right. I mean, I'd rather have a greatest generation generation <laughs> processor that if it didn't have the, it's a long, yeah. The analogy, <laughs> no. analogy is kind of funky, but uh, yeah, look for a Gen 12, 13, um, and you'll do fine. i5, i7, i5 will be fine.
7: Yeah. i5 Yeah. Okay. 16 and then, games. Uh, And um, so, if there, if if I cannot find a solution for connecting two hdmi um uh monitors? monitors
3: so you can rock them
7: uh, yeah um <laughs> is there is there an, an off-the-shelf solution out there yeah that will work
3: yeah so well i'll write I'll, I'll tell you look at the hp elite book line of laptops you'll do well there make sure you get the metal case ones not the plastic ones and there is plenty There are what are called docking stations that will allow for you to plug in a USB-C into the laptop, and then you'll have the ports on the back of the dock. Hopefully, they're both HDMI. If not, you'll have to adapt them to your monitors or vice versa. Um, But the docking station is designed to allow you to connect multiple monitors into your single USB-C interface of your laptop. And hopefully, charge your laptop, too, if, if you can get that benefit. Sometimes it works that way, and sometimes it doesn't. And there are universal docks out there if HP doesn't have any, which has been a problem all through COVID, they're starting to get better of having the docs available now, um, but there are universal uh, docs out there too that will work with uh, whatever most with most laptops.
8: So,
7: so you're saying HP? Do you not like Dell?
3: So yeah, I don't like Dell. Um, and so it's not fair, right? We, I'm going to recommend the 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 cat food that we sell, right? I mean, it's something we've had good luck with. Now, could could HP? Uh, Turn me off sometimes, sure. Um, so you can look at Dell too. It's, it's not it's not a bad company. So they're another option for you if you like Dell. But it's just something that I I lean toward. You know, in the same way I lean toward a uh, maybe a Japanese vehicle versus a an American vehicle. Same idea, right?
7: Sure. Yeah, I get it. It's a, it's a personal preference. Yeah,
3: and uh, it hasn't it hasn't turned me down. I've never like. With my vehicles i just changed the oil and the tires <laughs> that's it never had a yeah. problem
7: um, i got you so so now you know our 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 company has a tremendous um it security uh uh-huh. program yeah uh, it's, it's super all right um you know it's it's a national thing and uh and it, and they're really on top of it all right um so and, and we're using Palo Alto uh for VPN all right um, I haven't looked at Palo Alto. The cost for Palo Alto. Mm-hmm.
3: but I have
7: to run a VPN. So as a ten
3: ninety nine, you have to you're going to VPN into the, your former company. Is that what you're saying?
7: No, I'm okay. just going to run a VPN. Okay. As a, as a matter of course. Then I would so, tell you to
3: look at Proton.
7: Proton. Yep. Okay. All right. That's a and, good alternative. And, so, well, what do you think of Palo Alto? Palo
3: well, Palo Alto's fine. It's an it's an enterprise-grade technology. They have enterprise-grade firewalls. Um, but, again, a VPN in the case of Palo Alto would be more designed to connect. It would be an SSL VPN designed to connect to the actual appliance at the client site, um, right. not just a VPN in general per se. So it wouldn't be something that we would see commonly used just to connect to the Internet. That's where Proton would come in.
7: Proton, okay. Yeah. All right. And what, what does Proton cost? Do you know?
3: Um. Not a lot. I uh, don't hold me to it, but I want to say like fifty bucks a year or something like that. It's not too expensive.
7: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's very inexpensive. Yeah,
3: okay. it doesn't doesn't All move right. a needle yeah. for that I've seen.
7: All right. Any other recommendations?
3: Yeah, you want to make sure you uh, configure OpenDNS. Right. We always talk about that. Um that way you're going to be surfing more safely. So you get got your VPN going, you're connected to the Internet securely with uh, Open DNS, and then, of course, you're going to use Windows Defender for your AV, and you'll be in good shape.
7: And what about operating system?
3: You're going to end up with Windows 11.
7: Okay. All right. If I find a box out there with 10 Pro, is it, uh, you know, I'm... It'll
3: be an older I, I, gen. It'll be an older gen if you find a 10 Pro out there, right, Dennis? <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah, that would. If, you, if you're if you seeing anything with 10 in
3: it, don't buy it. Yeah. Just flat
7: yeah, out, don't so buy it. My antenna should go up if there's 10 Pro on it,
3: right? Yeah, it's going to be an older gen. It's going to be something that's sitting around for a while. Because uh, 10, uh, 10 Pro is going, or 10 in general, is going to be end of life in October of 2025. From what I've read so far. Right. See, you'd only have two years with that operating system as it is. Before you could upgrade, if the processor in that particular older box would allow you to upgrade to eleven, because that's another issue.
7: So so is the is eleven much much different than ten?
3: No. Not very.
4: They move the start button to the middle. There are cosmetic differences, but the guts of it are virtually the same.
7: Yeah. All right. So so I, I would there wouldn't be a culture shock with me no. working with a left no.
3: no. All right.
7: <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, thank you very much. I appreciate your uh appreciate your expertise.
3: Our pleasure and good luck on your new venture. Thanks a lot. All right, bye-bye. All right. So he's gonna be taking off and VPNing away. So we're gonna step out for a quick break. Get back to your calls. Three lines open for you, eight six oh five two two nine eight four two. We appreciate you calling in on this. Foggy Saturday morning here in New England, um, wherever you might be calling from. And uh, so, Ed, hang on. Three lights open. We'll be right back. All right. So we are back. And let's take your calls. Feel free to get online. We're here till 11 o'clock. 860-522-9842 is the number. And we're going to go to Brimfield, Massachusetts. And Ed, what's happening, Ed?
8: Hey, how you doing? Good, sir. How are you? Good. Uh, I was wondering, every time that uh, my computer froze for whatever reason, uh, I would have to reboot, and the only way I could do that was I would unplug it, detach the battery, and that removes all power, and then I could reboot, no problem. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) The problem problem now is every new computer I look at, you cannot detach the battery, so, mm-hmm. so if it's frozen, the buttons do nothing, I can unplug it, but I can't detach the battery, so it won't shut off.
3: Don't you wish oh. Ed was like the most typical user we've had, if he's willing to go through that <laughs> process every time? Every time my computer stops working, I have to <sighs> unplug well, it, no, actually, detach the battery. You're the best well, user I've ever that, heard.
8: I only do that if nothing works. I mean, it's yeah. in the past, it froze. I yeah. try all buttons, nothing works. So right. I have to turn off power and reboot, which is easy. But if you can't re- detach the battery, like on a new computer.
3: Right. What do you do? do
8: you, what do you do? Well,
3: what you do is you expect the computer not to freeze. That's what I'm getting right.
8: at. Right. But if it does.
3: <laughs> uh, if it does, you just take it with a hammer. Um, no. Um,
4: Press and hold the power button down until it goes off. Right. That discharges oh. it.
8: Oh, okay. Just pr- hold the. Power button down. Keep it down. Keep it, it down it
4: until it goes off.
8: Yeah, okay. All you, right. That's easy, that's even easier. I'll probably do that next time. <laughs> <laughs> so like, but okay, remember, you,
4: this is not something you should be doing all the
3: time, though. No.
4: This is oh, like no, this I'm is only literally done
8: like four times in my life. Oh. Okay. 000, oh. So it's it's rare. Okay. Gotcha.
3: So you're just worried worrying about it in the future if it's, if it ever yeah. happened again. That's fair because enough. I'm looking
8: to buy yeah. a second computer, and I say, "Oh, this is strange." I... I'm not going to take the computer apart to take the battery out. No. So I figured, okay, just hold the power button down. Thank you.
3: You're welcome. Yeah.
8: Thanks, Ed. All right.
3: Bye. Bye-bye. I'm going to say that's the nicest computer user we've ever come across lately. When it <laughs> freezes. Think thinking ahead. Yeah. When it, when this thing freezes and I can't use <laughs> it and it's a paperweight, what do I do? Um, <laughs> yeah. We have We'll have clients that will call in for much, 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 much less than that. So as we wait for your calls, so feel free to get online, 860-522-9842 is the number. We'll bring a little bit of news back up. Okay. And uh, I don't know, I've not done this. I don't know if you've done this, Dennis, but 23andMe. You heard of 23andMe? Yeah, I have heard of it, yes. DNA testing company. Right. And they were recently hacked and talked about it. And they thought that basically the bad actors, back in October 1st, that they made, the bad actors uh, claimed that they were in possession of an information file of uh, 23 me users. And uh, it turns out they have not just 4 million records, they have 7 million people's information. Whoa. How did 4 million become 7? Well, you know, counting. <laughs> 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 it's a rounding issue. No, um, basically that guy got in there and took all this information, and there's multiple class action lawsuits now that have been filed anywhere between $1 and $2 million because people are like, hey, the bad guy's got my DNA information. What could happen there, right? I mean, we've all seen the movie Gattaca. Something can go wrong, right? Um, But again, it comes down to, again, these, these folks, the way they were actually breached, 23andMe was breached due to what's called a credential stuffing attack. And so credential stuffing is basically where you try username and password combinations that are known. Known by who, you ask? Ooh. Well really. Yes. They've been they're known by the dark web because you're used the same username and password somewhere else. So someone who worked at 23andMe who had access to the system used the same password that they're using to log into their work system. Oh right. Somewhere really? else. Yeah. Oh, it's credential stuffing. Oh, uh, man. So, they put that password in, and lo and behold, they got in. Of course, two-factor authentication wasn't turned on, obviously. Obviously not. That would have stopped them. Um, so, it's back to, you know, why Why do these companies, they take our data, they stick it out there, and, and you can do a password stuff to get the information right out. And, and we're willing, I mean, I don't know. It's just, this day and age, you just shake your head, and now the bad guys has got all sorts of information about your DNA. Now, what are they going to do with it? I have no idea. Um, but definitely there's some people who are upset about it. Um, and so if you're part of 23andMe password breach, I guess you can join class action lawsuits to say, hey, you lost my data. And again, another example of not using the same password on other sites. Right. Especially ice cream. <laughs> We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We'll be right back.